Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. But I want to share this word with you. Listen, I've had a message for, for three weeks that I wanted to preach. And God is yet to release me to preach it. So I'm going to give you the word this morning that God gave me when I woke up this morning. The Lord gave me this word, and I know that it is a word for somebody here this morning. If you want to take your seat, now would be a good time to sit down because you're going to have to get back up here in just a few minutes. I woke up this morning, and before I ever was able to get out of the bed, Holy Spirit spoke this to me. Two words, or three words. The chase is on. The chase is on. I got out of bed, and I was just thinking about it. I said, God, what are you saying? And the Lord took me to the book of Exodus. The children of Israel had come out of Egypt. God had delivered them out of Egypt. God had, had said to them before they came out of Egypt, this is to be the beginning for you. This is a new beginning for you. God did mighty, mighty miracles, signs and wonders in bringing the people out of Egypt. Guys, I've got a roar up here. I think it's coming to monitor or something, if you can turn it down. But God delivered them out of Egypt with signs and wonders. They got out of Egypt, and the Bible says that when they got out of Egypt and, and were headed to the promised land, that God didn't take them the shortest way. But he actually took them the longest way. Because he said that if I take them this way, they're going to have to deal with the Philistines. And they'll be afraid of war and they'll turn back. So God took them in another direction. But the Bible says as they were going on their journey, and by the way, they left out of Egypt with their kneading troughs or kneading pans to make bread with, but they left out in such a hurry that they didn't even have time to prepare bread for the journey, which is a picture that you don't need to worry about what you don't have. But as they were on their journey, here's something that many of us don't recognize. Them coming out of Egypt and going into the promised land is a picture of you and I being delivered out of our sin. Yeah. 
It is an Old Testament story picture that shows us what it is spiritually for us to be delivered out of the bondage of sin. When they came out from under the hand of the taskmaster, it is a picture of you and I coming out from under the hand of our taskmaster, which is Satan. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's an abuse or something else or a struggle in your life that God has brought you out of and he's delivered you from under the hand of that taskmaster. We walk out of our spiritual Egypt free, set free by the power of the blood of Jesus. The same blood that was applied to the doorpost of their homes back then was a picture of the blood that Jesus applies to our lives. The blood that, that stopped the hand of, of the, the angel of death from coming into their home and robbing them of their firstborn, that blood still is protecting us today. It is the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But here's the children of Israel, and they're coming out of Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land, but, but uh, back in Egypt, the phone rings. Pharaoh answers the phone. King Pharaoh, I just want to let you know that a million plus Jews are on their way out of Egypt, and they're on their journey toward the promised land. Pharaoh slams the phone down and says some dirty dirts. It says, I will not allow them to leave out from under my hand of bondage. I'm going to gather my army up. I'm going to get my best charioteers. I'm going to get my best soldiers We're going to get ready, and we're going to go, and we're going to stop them, and we're going to bring them back. I will not allow them to leave Egypt. The Bible says that he got his best chariots together, got his army together, and they set out to stop the children of Israel. This is what the Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, son, I want you to tell people that are there today, that there's some of them, there's somebody here this morning and you're being chased by your Pharaoh. You're being chased by your Pharaoh. And the Lord said to tell them that they need to quit paying attention to what's chasing them and keep their eyes forward. The Bible says that as they were on their journey, listen, they were traveling with a pillar of fire by night. Imagine that. They had a pillar of fire over them by night that was leading them out. They had a cloud by day that was protecting them. That pillar of fire and that cloud that fire by night and that cloud by day, you know what that is to us today? That is the power of Holy Spirit that is guiding and directing your steps. 
That's what Jesus was saying when he talked about that the comforter was going to come and he would reveal all things that Christ had said. He was going to bring glory to the Father. They were being led by the Spirit. And I want to tell you this morning that there are those of you today and you've come out of Egypt. You've come out from under the hand of the taskmaster. But please understand today that the bondage that you came out from under and the struggle that you were bound up with, the enemy is not going to just sit in his Egypt and watch you leave and, and give you a hand clap and all of that. He is going to do just like Pharaoh did. He's going to pursue you. He's going to chase you to try to pull you back into bondage. Here's the thing that happens so many times is that people are on their journey and they're on their way, but they recognize that they're being chased by the enemy and they realize that, that the enemy is pursuing them and they get fearful and afraid and they say, I can't do this. They start listening to the hoofbeats of the horses. They start listening to the rumbling of the chariots of Pharaoh's army. And they get fearful and they get afraid and they say, I can't do this. I'm going to give up. The drug addict says, I've, I've tried it, but I can't do this. I, this, is, this is, I can't get out from under this bondage. And they give up. The one that is oppressed because of abuse or loss in their lives. They, they say, I can't do this. I might as well give up and give in to the enemy. And so they wind up going back into bondage. You see, God gave us that example of the children of Israel being pursued by Pharaoh and crossing the Red Sea, walking across on dry ground and getting to the other side and looking back and seeing all the enemy, all the armies of Pharaoh being drowned in the Red Sea. God gave us that example so that we would know that it doesn't matter where you are. If you have come out of Egypt, keep going. Don't look back. Don't turn around and go the other way. Just keep moving forward because God said, I'm going to drown your enemies in the Red Sea. I want to tell you something this morning. God didn't deliver you from pornography for you to dibble and dabble in it the rest of your life. God didn't deliver you from cigarettes for you to struggle and battle over and over and over again. Lay them down, pick them up. So I know when I had an addiction to tobacco, I would lay it down. I would throw it out the window. I'd buy some, get one, throw it out the window through this mess. I'd quit, go to work, bomb off everybody else. I know y'all ain't never been there. Yeah, I laid that stuff down. 
hey, Rick, I'm bar cigarette. <laughs> I did that over and over and over. That's the reason now I can tell you how to do it. Because I learned not to, how not to do it. Oh, but I remember the time that the revelation came to me that, that the enemy is pursuing you to try to pull you back in bondage. Quit looking back at the enemy and keep going forward. And I laid that habit down and I kept moving forward and I recognized the anointing of God that was moving on my life and God broke that chain of bondage over my life. Was it easy? No, it wasn't. There were some times that I just had to run away from it. But every time I would run away from it, Brother Winston, I would get stronger. Every time I would refuse to allow the enemy to come, I would get stronger. Every time I turned my back on the pursuit of the enemy and began to look forward, God would bless me more. It's been 30, 40 something years ago. See, here's the thing. The children of Israel begin to fear and they begin to remember what it was like in Egypt. See, here's the twistedness of the enemy. That he would take somebody that was under the whip of a taskmaster had no freedom, had no liberty. He would take them. God would take them, deliver them out of that, give them freedom, and, and set them on a journey to the promised land. And here's the twistedness of the enemy. To talk to them and, and, and lie to them and get them to think that what they left was better than where they were going. The Bible says that the armies of Pharaoh were right there at them and they thought they were about to lose the battle. Moses was laying on his face. Pastor Cornelius was laying on his face saying, God, what are we going to do now? We're about to be captured again. What are we going to do? The Bible says, that God slapped Moses and said, get up. What are you crying about? Just tell the people to move forward. He didn't tell them to run from their enemy. He just told them to go forward. So I'm telling you this morning, I believe today that there are those that are sitting here this morning. You're either in Egypt and God is saying, I want to bring you out of Egypt. Or you've come out of Egypt and the enemy is chasing you to bring you back to Egypt. But either way, here's the thing. God said, quit worrying about what is chasing you. And recognize that I want you to move forward. As they get ready to sing this morning... The story of Simon Peter that we talked about a few weeks ago. 
when Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. I've often thought about why did Peter be the one that was sifted as wheat? Why would God look at Peter? He didn't do it to any of the rest of the disciples. He didn't do it to Matthew, didn't do it to Mark, Luke, or John. But Peter was the only disciple that Jesus looked at and said, Peter, Simon, I want to tell you, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. And I've often wondered, God, why was it Peter? Why did, I know the rest of them had to be, they had to be a messed up bunch too. But why did you choose Peter to say those words to What was it about Peter? And I believe what it was about Peter is with two things. The first thing is that his destiny was greater than most every one of them in that group of the disciples. Peter's destiny was greater than any of the rest of them. In other words, the call of God and the gifting on his life was stronger on him than it was on Matthew, Mark, Luke, or any of them. Secondly, Peter had, I believe, more baggage than any of the rest of them. And Jesus knew that if Peter didn't get rid of his baggage, that he would never be able to walk in the gifting that God wanted him to have. And it was through the trial of sifting that the baggage was eliminated. So here it is, guys. Whatever's chasing you, whatever's pursuing you this morning, quit worrying about that and just focus on the fact that God has already set you free from yesterday and he's taking you to something greater. And what is chasing you and what is pursuing you cannot catch you. It cannot stop you. It cannot shut you down. It cannot hold you back because if God be for you, who can be against you? No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue, it doesn't matter if they say you're a loser. It doesn't matter if they say you're not going to make it. It doesn't matter if they say there's nothing we can do or anything like that. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that would rise up against me in judgment will be condemned. Amen. So quit worrying about what's chasing you and look forward to what God has for you. You guys need to start, go ahead and start singing and I'll stop, okay? That's the reason the Apostle Paul said, I forget those things which are behind and I press forward to those things which are before. Come on, guys, sing. You understand what I'm saying? I'm forgetting those things that are behind 
and I'm pressing forward to those things which are before. Would you stand with me, please? Now listen to this. Listen. Y'all keep on playing or I'll get started again. Listen to this. I believe today that that word was for somebody here this morning. You got a past that's been chasing you like crazy. But God said you've got a future that will blow your mind. I believe there are those that are here this morning and you shed tears this past week because of your past. But God said, I want to give you joy, not for your past, but I want to give you joy because your future is going to be greater than your past. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've got to be proactive. You've got to get out of this complacency. You've got to get out of this attitude. Well, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. No, God is saying, if you want it to happen, you got to get up, get out, and get moving. you gotta, you got to get mad at the past and quit blaming the past because you can't get your future. you got to quit blaming somebody from yesterday and realize that somebody from 2,000 years ago shed his blood on the cross that you could forget about yesterday and grab a hold of your tomorrow. Get a mindset. This is mine. I'm going to have it. I'm not going to be denied. You're not going to rob me. You can chase me all you want, but you're not going to catch me because I'm not looking back. I'm going forward. I'm going to reach the goal that God has for me. So if that's you this morning, get out of your comfort zone. Get up here to this altar and find your place with God and say, God, I need you this morning. Come on. Sing it.
David. You know David? Y'all know David? David from the Bible? David from 1 Samuel or 2 Samuel? King David? Y'all know David? David. was doing something one day that he wasn't supposed to and he saw something that he didn't need to see. He saw this beautiful woman, Bathsheba, bathing down here. David was caught by his Pharaoh. He went and got Bathsheba, made her his own, had her husband murdered on the battlefield, lied about it, and done all that. But here's, here, y'all know David, but here's something that I'm speaking to you this morning. There's Davids all over this house this morning. And I want to go as far as to say there's some Bathshebas that are listening to me this morning. But here's the thing. <clears throat> that is the reason that when the ark was coming back into Jerusalem, David danced like a wild man before the ark. I'm telling you, David danced like crazy before the ark. It is that attitude that caused David to be able to overcome everything, including his self-failures. Because David knew how to worship. That is the reason when Michael looked at him and said, you're crazy, you showing out in front of all the, the maids today, David said, hold up, baby. Let's get something straight right now. I ain't dancing for you. And I know ain't, I, I know ain't, ain't a word. But I'm not dancing for you. They done seen your car in the parking lot. They know you were at McCullough Christian Center today. So, so they're going to talk about you anyway. But you ain't dancing for them. I'm not dancing for you. But I'm dancing to the one that broke the yoke of bondage from over my life.